4: Level 3. This is portrait I am Marenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. So uh, the Edmonton Oilers have advanced. The Golden State Warriors have advanced. All right, uh, we've got Keith Smith stepping up and in in a couple of minutes. Uh, he'll join us a little bit later on. We'll talk NBA basketball. We'll focus in on the heat and the Celtics with Keith. He covers the Celtics. covers the NBA, but he's a Celtic guy. So uh, Keith, Keith Smith uh, will join us a little bit uh, later on. All right, it's um, movie review time right now. We were confused. Remember, we asked about Mitch Marner when he went to the movie. What movie was he going to see? In which uh, he got carjacked. In speaking of Toronto, carjacking, shootings. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun place. So, uh, uh, fun, fun place. So, um, the uh, Top Gun movie. It's uh, it's out in theaters. It has come out, and our boy Matthias uh, went to see tom Cruise's latest offering tom cruise says uh his films have grossed over 10 billion dollars in his career matthias uh, threw some money onto that pile uh, what's your review on a scale of one to ten maverick top gun matthias i'm
5: not gonna lie gabe 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 that's and that i don't say that much but it was literally 10, 10, 10. out of 10 10 out of 10 gabe.
4: i did not know I didn't know that uh, there was uh, that much nudity <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> 10 on 10. really, Kids. That's pretty strong, with is. 10 on 10. You know why I'm also Perfect movie. Have,
5: I didn't need to have any Hollywood romance. You know, there was very minimal Hollywood romance. And, and that's what I think. Yeah, I hate that,
4: that stuff. To, Good.
5: Yeah, you know what? It was that's just that's all action
4: flying around.
5: around. Yeah, man. If you rewatch the first Top Gun, like the love, the love in the, and like. Yeah, know, yeah. Like, I hate it's that such stuff. A big part of the movie. And I'm like, man, we're not here to watch that. We're we're here to watch these jets. We're here to watch this aviation. We're here to watch jets blow up. You know, let's do it. And that's exactly what this movie focused on were the jets itself.
4: Do you need to know the uh the story if you just walk in? No, right? You can just walk in and it's it's still good anyways. Or do you I, I need are there a lot of the
5: first movie? I would say rewatch the There's first a lot movie. of references. Yeah, exactly. They kind of bring it back a lot, which I enjoy Inside
4: jokes and stuff, yeah.
5: Yeah, you know, there's just a lot of tidbits from the past. So you'll enjoy it more if you watch the first one again. But you don't have to, but I suggest you do.
4: Yeah, I did not see like I said, I you know, I guess I could watch the first one. Um I'm not, I haven't seen a movie in years, but like I said, I'm not like auto. Uh, oh, no, who cares? Like, yeah, it looks great, right? I saw. I'm seeing the. Like I said, I'm. I'm, I'm reading stuff that says it's like one of the best movies ever. Like, as far as the looks of it, the cinematography, the action shots, you know, Tom Cruise, people are saying Tom Cruise is best, uh, and that he nailed it, knocked it out. Like, that basically, everybody was great in it. Well, tech, that, uh, was just...
5: Today's technology is what made that movie so great. You know, back in, in 86, you just couldn't do those things. And even in the early 2000s, you couldn't do those things. In 2022, they really enhance. you know, what it's like to be behind a jet. So, it gives the crowd... Oh, yeah, yeah, adrenaline rush It's the one thing I
4: wouldn't want and that's the one thing. not a lot of things scare me, but I wouldn't know if I want to be up there. In one of those jets flipping around and stuff. Uh, get sick, I think. Our boy crash in a house and uh, in l a he actually works uh in the film industry. Take my breath away. Was that the song from Top Gun? You take my breath away The strip club song of the time. late-night anger management class. Let's do this thing. Maverick. Top Gun style. Although it's the Golden State Warriors who are the Top Guns. Damn, am I good. This is Rage, The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The Golden State Warriors have advanced to the NBA Finals. They're minus 160 to win. Uh, we got in at minus 140 earlier in the week, but I'm not really going to pull a Barry Horowitz and pat myself on the back because, yeah, whatever. We should have gotten it when it was like plus whatever before. But uh, the Warriors are playing their best basketball of the season. Uh, right now, it looks like the Boston Celtics are going to advance. I don't think... Listen, Miami have already won twice, right? So it's not like... It's not impossible for Miami to pull this off. To, you know, they just got to win tomorrow night, and then boom, we got to game seven over the weekend. And we've got to ask ourselves, too, are the Miami Heat tomorrow going to get every call? Is Scott Foster? Because Scott Foster is the extender, right? It's like we're, you know, talking about movies, the equalizer. The TV show, The Equalizer, was great. I've seen one of the two equalizer movies with Denzel Washington, but I enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) But Scott Foster, he's the equalizer. Um, um, But he's the extender, right? He's the extender of series. Like Foster's record, like basically if they want to extend a series. Because I'm thinking about this. We talked about this earlier. The NBA finals don't start until Thursday, June the 2nd. They start Thursday. So the Warriors have already won. So you're telling me if Boston wins tomorrow that we've got nothing, we got no NBA basketball for, what, five, six days until next Thursday? I got to believe the league is oh, praying that the Miami Heat show up tomorrow. And uh, maybe they could aid and abet it a little bit, right? You know, call a million fouls on Boston early. Everybody fouls out. You know, a lot of people believe in the the extension of series and stuff. Like I said, and this is no joke, actually. Like, you know, we'll talk about this later. But like, what's the weekend looking at right now? Let's say, let's say Boston There's no NBA basketball. The NHL could be. You know what I mean? Well, we got the Ranger game on Saturday. Rangers and Canes. Like I said, get your USFL hat on, New Jersey General style. Let's go. Bring it.
0: producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems.
4: Level three. This is Sports Ridge. I am R.N.C. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio tonight. No exception. Time just uh, flying by uh, once again uh, this evening. So it's been it's been a somber week, and I get to people tuning into sports uh, shows to hear about sports, and uh, and we we pretty much do stick to sports much more than I used to, um, and just you know as a whole, just because there's so much sports going on, it, whatever. And I like I tell people. Like, you know what I mean? I used to do, like, a podcast on the weekend. It had nothing to do. It was just sort of, like, another thing. And that's where I would sort of, all right, this bothered me during the week or this and that and stuff. But, you know, we're, we're, we're here to, you know, we're to break down the, the events of the sports world. But it's been, um, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. And I think, you know what I mean, the summertime, things always get worse whenever the the weather gets warmer and stuff like that. But I wanted to give credit. To uh, to the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays for for stepping up. It's pretty crazy. Like last night, the Miami Heat public address announcer basically basically said like call Marco Rubio like called Marco Rubio out the PA announcer in Miami and he had team approval to do it. So the Yankees tonight and should be noted too. The Yankees these guys have a lot of Twitter followers. So three point six million followers uh, the New York Yankees have on Twitter. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays have 652,000. The Yankees tweeted out in uh, lieu of uh, game coverage and in collaboration with the Tampa Bay Rays, we'll be using our channels to offer facts about the impacts of gun violence and devastating events that have taken place in Buffalo, Texas, and countless other communities across our nation and tragedies that are intolerable. And, man, they just went on a tweet storm here. The Yankees, the official Yankee account. And, man, when you see these numbers, it really is, like, startling and we always take it for granted but so this is from the yankees twitter account every day more than 110 americans are killed with guns and more than 200 a day are shot and or injured firearms are the leading cause of death for american children and teens in 2020. 58 percent of american adults or someone they care for have experienced gun violence every three hours a black man dies by gun homicide Every year, more than 4,100 uh, Latino people die from gun violence in the U.S. and 13,300 are shot and or are wounded. 4.5 million women in the U.S. today are reported being threatened with a gun by an intimate partner. It's not the type of stuff you see here, like on, on a baseball, like Twitter. You know what I mean? For Major League Baseball, this is heavy stuff. And then they have, if you know or someone that is in a crisis called the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, like... This is big stuff, and I know there's going to be some, oh, the Yankees stick to sports, so what are you doing this for? Because there's 3.6 million people, that maybe one of their fans is the next shooter, man, right? That's why. You know the guy that blew up the Oklahoma City building, Timothy McVeigh, Buffalo Bill fan. Hardcore Buffalo Bill fan, and when they lost the Super Bowl all those times in a row, that's one of the things that sent them off the deep end he was already disgruntled, he already hated the world and he was anti-government and stuff but he was betting like he he came back from uh, from Iraq and he was, you know, he's a vet he came back from Iraq, he, he didn't whatever, he couldn't get a job and you know, his life was getting frustrated and he was a big Bills fan and he was betting he was betting, I read the story, it blew my mind actually because I saw like Buffalo Bills and Timothy McVeigh, and I'm like, what the, why are you talking about the Bills, like how were the Bills involved in this story and And the bills were it was very like right these people so that's the whole thing like it sounds crazy but like right now if i was thinking about like right now it's scary to think about but right now there's a kid somewhere with a gun in his closet his parents don't know and this kid's thinking should i shoot the building up tomorrow you know what I mean? I have the courage. Like, how many kids are thinking about doing it and don't have the, you know what I mean? Won't do it, but think and want to do it and think, all right, no, I will do it. What's the thing that's going to put them over the edge to do it, you know? But, you know, the Yankees, this is like, uh, like I said, like, so, so do people think, that's my, that's my, that's what I tell, would tell people, though, if you're thinking, oh, well, I don't want to hear this or that. But, you know what I mean? Like, they're trying to help people. Right, you know what I mean? Like, how many people, like out of the 3.6 million Yankee followers and fans here, how many of them have a kid and they're thinking, "Well, my kid does need help," right? Like, and I've been, I've been ignoring this too much, right? My kid could do this, you know what I'm saying? Or hell, I could do this, and maybe you know what I mean? You know, there's a lot. Of, like, they have all kinds of hot, like hotline crisis numbers to call. If it's too bad. You know what it sucks though. It's like, wow, well, why are they doing this? Because they, they almost have to. It's like nobody else is doing anything the, the government the, the politicians don't care about people right they don't care they don't care unless it was their kid they don't care like that's the whole thing they they're heartless like evil people that don't care unless something happens to them on average uh 4500 veterans die by firearm suicide every year 12 veterans each day An assault weapon is used in a mass shooting it results in six times as many people shot than when other guns are used. Bingo. That's the one, man. That's the one. I've said this before. I don't think anybody's gun should be taken away. You can't tell people, well, it's a dangerous, violent world, so give me your gun. Right? The logic doesn't make sense there. But at the same point in time, how is it that a kid can buy an AK-47 and go spray a building up, yet you wouldn't let the kid place a bet no you're not 21 but we'll sell you a gun but you can't place a bet you can't drink a bud light but you could buy a firearm like really and like you know't you, you want to get into all oh, well you know just' like like it's, it's just logic you're not anti-gun you're not anti-nRA if you say listen I don't think it's a good idea that we let some kid buy an ak-47 oh it's in the cost you know what I mean well why do you know what i mean and think about like the preposterous like, listen i personally think the drink at age should be 18 i've always thought it was kind of crazy you let a kid drive a car at 16 but you won't let him drink a beer till he's 21 what's more dangerous right i get the combination of them both but like i you know me personally i think like 18 is like the the age of consent and the age of if you're 18 you want to drink a beer you drink a beer you're 18 you do what you want once you're 18 you do what you want right but the thing is if it's gonna make it 21 And 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 you want to give kids guns. And that's the other thing too. Like, you know, what do you need like what do you need an assault rifle for? Right? And I'm not saying you know, you should only have some stupid little pistol or something. It sucks, but you know what I mean? People's homes get invaded. You got property, you got family members, you know what I mean? You got a farm, you got this and that. I get it. But assault weapons, like I said. Like, put it this way, like, the kid today, like, had a rifle. It turned out to be a BB gun, right? The kid wanted to get shot, I guess. But, like, like the cops get scared and flipped out when someone's spraying bullets everywhere. If they know he's got a handgun or a rifle or something, they'll just take him out. Like I said, all this stuff's just common sense, but we don't live in a common sense world right now. I'll be interested, you know, we'll see. I'm going to look at some of the... the, the I'm gonna look at some of the uh, the responses here to them, but it's very pro, it's very, they very supportive uh, of them. People are like uh, congratulating the, uh, the Yankees for stepping up. It's sobering, you know what, there's no answer. That's the whole thing, like, that's why people, you know, it sucks, there is no answer. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you know I mean, there, there's nothing you can do. Like mental health, people are frustrated. There's nothing. Like you can't stop this. You know, like I said earlier, all we can try to do is like try to tone down the climate of of the the rhetoric and the anger a bit. And and then secondly, somebody on Twitter had a good. I think it was Scott the Postman today had a good answer to me. And the Postman, ironically enough, <laughs> um, had a good answer. Which he said, "Listen," and he had a good. I think he had a good point. He said, "People are crazy." People are violent and people are crazy. So if you make it a little harder for them to get a gun, it's just common sense that less people will get shot all the time. Like I said, they'll send your ass to war, but you can't place a bet (laughs) or buy a beer. Like, that's, that's, you know what I mean? Like A lot of hypocrisy. Keith Smith next.
0: producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex
1: DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. Night anger
4: match for cloud continues. This is Sports Rage. I am R.N.C. breaking it down. Serious XM channel one five nine. I'm mighty your ten ninety ESPN radio on the sports grid. Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. Let's bring in Keith Smith right now. Follow him on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Contributor at the SpotRack Celtics blog, uh, at front office show and more. Keith, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, you're doing well because uh, you like the Boston Celtics, and I know you're doing Pretty well uh, right now, but let me ask you because it seems like the celebration has already sort of begun, and people talking about the NBA Finals, and it seems like the autopsy has begun for the Miami Heat. But the series isn't over yet, right? It feels like it is, but there's
3: still there's the series isn't over yet. Yeah, no, it is definitely not over. The, the Celtics uh, coaches and players all tried to emphasize that themselves last night, that they haven't won anything yet, and they, they pointed to just last round when they were down 3-2 uh, going on the road to Milwaukee, and they won game six and then came back home and won game seven. So they know they've still got business to take care of, they, they there's still a lot in front of them. I think they're confident, I think, and I think that's well-earned confidence, but they know it's not over yet.
4: You know, it's strange in a sense that it's almost one of the most... Like, if you look at it, it's almost surprising Miami have one place. It's almost like the most cited one-sided six-game series ever. It's like, wow. But I think it almost proves the point, doesn't it, Keith? And as you just stated, and the Celtic players are aware of this, and I think people in the media and fans believe in momentum more than the actual players do. We've seen it, Keith, because something happened in the last game does not mean the next game can, will play out that way. We've seen this time and time again, especially in this series. You know, just a strange series, you know, no Close basketball games really for the most part and you know momentum doesn't always carry over and I think players get that more than people in the media do
3: yeah I completely agree I think one of the things that we see uh, in these situations is coaches have trained themselves and their players quite well to not give the other side any kind of bulletin board material they they're certainly not going to go out there and say well this is over you know they shouldn't even make the trip to boston or anything like that they're going to project confidence but they're not going to give the other team you know anything that they want to you know dial up to say hey Remember when they said that? Because everybody knows that just doesn't do you any good. And then then I think the other thing is I think the players, uh, you know, more so than ever take a, you know, especially in the postseason, it's a game-by-game approach. It's, it's, you know, all right, forget about what happened last time, good or bad. It's about what's going to happen next, and let's get to work.
4: One thing that I was talking about last night that surprised me, didn't really surprise me, but I'm fully honest about everything on this show, Keith, in which I said, all right, if if I'm on Stop the Schwab or I'm on Sports Jeopardy, and they say to me, how old is Jason Tatum? I probably would have answered 26. You know what I mean? 27. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's been around forever, but he's 24 years and 83 days old only. He's not even 25 yet, this kid.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things, both he and Jalen Brown, because they basically came right onto the scene and made it all the way to that East Finals And Brown's second year Tatum's rookie season, and they pushed the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. They were actually, again, you know, kind of just uh, you know looking back at it, they were up 3-2 with a chance to go to the NBA Finals, and then they lost two in a row, including uh, the game seven at home where they just couldn't get a shot to fall against you know, LeBron and the Cavs at the height of their powers there. But that that team is, you know, something that we look back on and say, Yeah, they weren't ready yet. But but that is why, you know, when you look at a guy like Jason Tatum, it feels like, you know, he's been doing this his whole career because in a in a sense, he kinda has been.
4: Yeah, but and it's funny because I think people have almost judged them. Well, no, they'll never win. Jalen and Tatum. And there was talk about that. Well, do you need to break them up? Um, and, and all that stuff uh, earlier in the year. Also, it seems to me that people are, aren't talking about, like, I haven't heard Danny Ainge's name come up, like, very much. What's the talk, you know, around the Celtics and Celtic fans with that? Is there a a listen? You know, he he put this thing together, or, or is it more of a hey, look now that he's not around? Look at look at how these guys are doing, and what about Coach Stevens deciding? You know what? I'm not the right guy to coach this team. Like, what about those decisions? Because I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that right now. And not that, like I said, they haven't won anything yet. So let's not start you know handing trophies out and awards yet for this stuff. But talk to me a little bit about the uh, the, the coaching change and the the
3: front office change and what it's meant yeah and that's a you know a discussion point when you get with most kind of more rational and and uh, knowledgeable fans they'll say your know, boy Danny Ainge left us set up pr- pretty good now yeah, it wasn't yeah. perfect it, it, you know he, he drafted pretty well he's got some you know he, he he had some pretty good players but it wasn't perfect there, there were some guys uh, on this roster that were carrying contracts that didn't look so good and you could see Brad Stevens almost immediately kind of came in and said all right hey I've been coaching these guys I'm I know what it looks like on the front. <laughs> I right. want to have. And he made some of those changes, right? He moved Kemba Walker out, brought Al Horford back. I'm um, gonna those changes, but it, it's a very healthy level of respect that you know Brad Stevens realized. You know, all right, I've been the voice for eight years, and we've had a lot of success, but never the kind of ultimate success. It's time for a new voice, and there's a lot of respect and appreciation for Danny Ainge, especially what he did as a drafter, because his his fingerprints are all over most of this roster.
4: And how much of a different approach, um, how different is the coach? How different was the approach? Like, what's different? It seems to me that the players have to be held more accountable uh, right now. Like, what what's the difference in the coaching styles?
3: Yeah, I think the big thing is you're absolutely right. It's um, it's uh, it's it is very much a sense of accountability. Um Ime came in gave one. He he was gonna hold everybody accountable in the organization. You know, he had his opening introductory press conference, he looked down the table and said, Twenty seventh and assists last year? Come on, Brad. You know, and basically, you know, called it off <laughs> yeah. and then said, We're gonna share the ball, we're gonna play hard, we're gonna defend and then his other kind of last thing he said was was, I'm going to coach these guys really hard. They said they wanted it. They said that's what they've been looking for. I'm going to do it. And he has done that from day one. We were in November and he was already calling guys out and saying that effort level is not acceptable. That sloppiness not acceptable. We need to be better. And then not just the team as a whole. Coaches do that regularly. It was pointed criticism of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, uh, Robert Williams. A lot of these guys who were the key rotation players for the Celtics. I think he made a knew, you know hey if I do this in the right way I'm not going to lose them I'm just going to get them to where they want to be and you know he spent years and years playing and then coaching with Greg Popovich so he's seen what that looks like of that ability to call guys out without it turning into a huge negative but instead saying hey I'm just putting it out there this is what we need to do if we want to be better.
4: Keith Smith uh, with it just for a couple of more moments. Speaking of needing to be better, Kyle Lowry and Max Drews were a combined 0 for 15. According to Elias Sports uh, Bureau, Keith, that's the worst 0 for, for a starting backcourt in a playoff game, game since starters were officially tracked starting in 1970. Uh, right now, Kyle, Kyle has looked old for a little while. He can give you a game here and there, but I never thought that he would be able. It's like a marathon, this stuff. And I always thought that he would hit the wall, and he has. But the, the shooting has just been terrible. And they don't have Tyler Hero. uh, What's your
3: assessment of the heat and why they are where they're at right now? Yeah, it's, you know, Eric Spolcher doesn't want to use it as an excuse, and I think he's right. I think Boston, uh, the way they played, would have beat them no matter what, but they're clearly injured and banged up. Kyle Lowry should not be playing, is my guess right now, and I think we're going to uh, get news whenever this series ends or if they make it to the finals, and it ends there. We're going to get news after that. Kyle Lowry you know, was, did what he had to do just to get back on the floor. He can't move. He has no lift on his jump shot. He, he doesn't have any of that kind of quick movements that he's had throughout his career. It's basically, only thing he's able to do is shoot wide open shots at best and then take charges. And he, he's great at taking a charge. He's made that a skill of his, but it's just that when that's all you can do, it's just not there. And then Max Struess is now banged up. We've seen him limping around for a couple of games. Jimmy Butler doesn't have the explosion when he goes to the basket right now. So the Celtics have basically playing him straight up, hands up. We're not even going to reach. We're not going to try anything. You know, if you want to go, like, you know, let's see, you score over us versus drawing foul. So it, they It's gotten to the point where the Heat, and then Tyler Hero, of course, out as well, but it's gotten to the point where they're so banged up that it's just limited. And you can see when the Celtics don't beat themselves in these games, and they're not turning the ball over, you know, somewhere between, you know, 18 and 20 times per game or or, uh, 10 and 15 times per half, they they are clearly the superior team. And we saw that play out in game five. They they didn't turn it over uh, much in the second half, and they blew the doors off Miami.
4: Yeah, you know, it reminds me of sort of like if this is a pickup uh, game down at Venice, it's sort of like the heat, the heat of the older, tougher guys that you know what I mean. Uh, that you know, want to start flowing down, but they just can't stop the kids from dunking on them. And it's just is, it just is uh, what it is. Boston, like you said, when everything's coming together for Boston, I, you know, I give credit to Tatum too. Just shot after shot, their resiliency. One thing I'll say about Boston, though, Keith, and it's sort of like me when I lived in Vegas. They're penny wise, pound crazy, aren't they? Like they could do, they can do everything right for like 45 minutes and they have these like 3 minute things, it's like God, what the hell happened, that's why we lost the game, but they're getting better at, at, at eliminating those those lapses, and I saw Tatum talking about that, saying we, we we talk about this, that as soon as something goes bad, don't let it happen, like we're aware when these, these slides uh, start to happen alright Keith, it's always a pleasure man, and a lot of stuff to get to moving forward as far as contracts are concerned, like the heat stuck with Kyle Lowry uh, for the last couple of years here's it this Kyrie Irving stuff what's going to happen with Aiden and uh, I know you're all over it Keith there's going to be a lot a lot of stuff a lot of business coming up in the NBA huh?
3: Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be – it's not an offseason where there's a million great free agents and a million uh, teams with cap space. But what it is, is, it's an off-season where you have somewhere between 10, 12 teams that feel like, hey, why not us? We, we can be Boston. We can be Miami. We can be Golden State. We can be Dallas. We, we can make that run at the title next season if we just make a couple good moves. Uh, we, we've over on front office show, my show with Trevor Lane, we branded it the summer of the trades because we think we're yeah, going to get a yeah. whole bunch of trades this summer because there's just a lot of teams that are lined up for, hey, we feel like it's our time to go for this.
4: You're exactly right. There's not a ton of big-name free agents, but there's a ton of big-name players that are on teams that teams would be willing to trade and looking to shuffle the deck to reload their own roster. Keith, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding
1: instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
5: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
1: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
5: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
1: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me.
4: Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's It's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey rink. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. what are the rules? I don't know, really.
1: <laughs>
4: I don't care. <laughs> I see. How does your team look? Uh,
2: mostly Venezuelan. Great. <laughs>
4: Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Portrait J.M.R.N.C. Uh, shout out to our boy uh, Legs, Leg Show, Leg Show Magazine, a former Marine, actually, uh, who we met in uh, Vegas. And uh, he was just saying the Border Patrol were the only ones with the nuts to actually go in there in Texas. And it is true. It was the Border Patrol that showed up after, and they were like, What the hell's going on? Like, well, Why aren't you going in? And they just said, All right, we're going in. Like, I know it sucks, but that's your job right like that's the thing man these sheriffs in these little towns and stuff man they all like being big boss man and boss hog and stuff like that until it gets real right and you saw his response i saw he said on the news today. he said well why didn't you go in he goes because my officers would have been shot it's like well that's 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 what you signed up for you know I mean he's one kid with a gun you're a bunch of cops go in there and shoot the kid like, tactically figure it out where you don't get shot and say, listen, let's just, you know what I mean? Let's blow up the wing of the, the, the building that he's in. <laughs> type thing. whatever it takes. You know what I'm saying? Smoke the place out. He's a kid. You know what I mean? Figure it out. He's got a gun. Yeah, but whatever. Smoke the place out. Go in there and shoot him. All right. So, uh, anyways, I'm getting worked up uh, here. But, man, these poor kids, man. I got to be honest. I have not had the heart to look at any of the pictures. Same thing with the Buffalo stuff. I don't, you know what I mean? I, it's just, it's too, it's too, too heartbreaking, but it's just angering. Like, it just, it bothers me. These like, poor people, like we're talking about sports and stuff. And right now there's like, there's parents that don't have money to bury their kids, man. It's terrible. All right. So let, let's, let's change the subject. Um, let, let's, let's change the subject. Matthias, <laughs> Matthias Top Gun, uh, Maverick. Um, I, w- I was saying earlier too, I'm not gonna go see this movie. I'll wait. I'll see it on Netflix or whatever in like a couple of years. Because <laughs> I, I, I I don't have a lot of time. So am I really going to see a Tom Cruise movie? Put it this way: if there's like a hot girl out there that like tells me, listen, I really like to go to the Tom Cruise movie with you, I'll go. But other than that, Matthias, like I'm not going to the theater like some loser by myself to see Tom Cruise in Maverick. I think you just did. You go, did you go by yourself or did you go with there. your your girl? Did you go with your girl
5: or you go by yourself? No, nah, I went with a family member. I went with my sister. She was oh, you went with work. your sister? Yeah, I went with my sister. She wanted to go so, hang uh, out. Yeah, all right, that's a some
4: family head. outing.
5: Yeah, man. F- family. Outing. My girl was working, so I was like, oh, let's go hang out, sister.
4: You're a very family oriented man. You really are. I gave you credit. They're good, you know? Yeah. I, I never speak to anybody in my
5: family. <laughs> <laughs> now, my I went to. Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah i have a brother i have a little brother um he was born like you know what i mean with a different family i didn't grow up with him really i did a bit like i know him well but you know what i mean like but um i went to a soccer game with him a couple of weeks ago but i haven't spoken to him since type thing right and i'll talk to him like i don't know i'll give him a call i'll send him a message say what's up he's buying a house actually he's he's, buying he bought a house He's a lot younger than me. The kid's kid's rocking. He's big in the video game industry. This kid. Well, congrats, big to him. Him. That's uh, a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I'm like, how much was the house? He's like, 1.2 million. I'm like, holy crap. So you I was so When I started asking how much money you make, it <laughs> anyways. Imagine
5: <laughs> so at one point, I said, you worth when he wants to sell it. Uh, I said,
4: 1.2 million. I said, you bought it. I said, you, you bought a million. I said, you're like a millionaire. He goes, no, 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 I'm not a millionaire. I just saved up and you know, it's something I want to do. I'm sitting there with me and his father. Me and his father, like it was just we're renters.
5: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm in the same place. It's all good. (laughs) I told him
4: Yeah, I just said I said, good for you. I said, When are you when is it gonna be paid off? I forget the year he told me, man. I was like, Oh my god, like I don't know, it was like twenty 2070 or something <laughs> like 2060 I was Eventually. like Oh I'll be long I'll be long gone by then Man Like you know what I mean? I, It was kind of depressing Me I was drinking too And I was sitting I was thinking I'll be like Man I'm gonna be dead man When this kid's Paying his house off <laughs> I yeah, won't yeah. see it I told him to I have dude. a morbid yeah. sense Of humor yeah. too I told him that I said well I'll be dead Before you pay it off And he goes Oh no don't say that I said well it's true <laughs> I said, I said There's no way I said I don't think I'm gonna make it bro But he paid, he paid his house off for the next 37 years, man. I don't know, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, Ray Liotta passed away, 67 years old today, speaking of film. And, um, you know, we don't talk about every actor that passes away on the program all the time and stuff, but it's Ray Liotta is you
5: know, worthy Great, of Gabe. it. Great one, Gabe. Especially, yeah,
4: like everybody loves Goodfellas. You know, is it my favorite movie? I don't know, maybe. Maybe. It's right up there. It's right up there, and he's just so good in it. I didn't. I need to see the scene again because I want to nail the words right. But it's it's my favorite scene. And when he comes, when he gets out of jail, and he shows up, and. Uh, and he thinks he has hidden cocaine in the place, but his wife Karen's flushing down the toilet. <laughs> and so he comes in. He's in a good mood. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes right for the hiding spot and it's not there. And he Karen, what do you mean you threw it out? Karen, we needed that money for the guys in Pittsburgh. No, Karen. Karen, no. What the F did you do? No. I got to get the It's pretty, pretty. bad. That was great. Yeah, we needed that! I gotta pay the people in Pittsburgh!
5: Um, That's a promo. It's not bad, huh? I'm making that a promo tomorrow, 100%. <laughs> in the name of Leota. That'd be great. It's not
4: bad. I could do better, though, if I, I forget the word really. I
5: haven't seen it in a little while. I was
4: gonna make a point of watching the scene tonight before the show to uh, Bagnus.
5: You reminded me of Leota. You're, everything that I just saw on camera right now was like, whoa. Oh, you like how I was realizing into... it? Absolutely.
4: I needed that money! We needed that money! How am I gonna pay the people in Pittsburgh? Karen! What the F did you do? Karen <laughs> Not bad. Bravo. See how I see <laughs> <laughs> <I> Think <laughs> I have an acting career? Yeah,
5: that was pretty good, Gabe. I I'll give you props. That was legit. <laughs> it makes you want to go watch the movie over again. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. I wanna see the scene now to see what uh see 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 what I can do. Oh yeah, like Sco said. What up, Scho? Michigan. When he slunks into the corner, he starts crying. <laughs> <Like> he's, crying. <laughs> he's crying. He's
3: like, <laughs>
4: she's like,
5: it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like. Man, one of my favorite movies of his. Karen, is- we needed that money. Turbulence, man. I, I like him. I like his role in Turbulence. That psychopath where he's on the plane and he completely takes that thing over.
4: I like, uh, I, like, I needed that money to pay the people in Pittsburgh. We needed that money to pay the people in Pittsburgh. Uh, like, <laughs> and the other favorite scene too he doesn't do much talking in it is when when the helicopter he's all coked up and the helicopter is following him <laughs> he's so good like the acting that's the thing that he nails because i won't get a gangster at all because like, the role makes you look good no matter what but it's the subtleties of his character when he's he's sweating he, he really looks coked up too I was like, Man, this guy probably really did a little character like you know i gotta get in the role give me a big fat line here i'm gonna do the see like he's he really has like the coke sweats his hair's all messy and he keeps looking up he's like this effing helicopter's been following me all day like that's too good he's looking up at it i always like to when uh at the end but one of my favorite scenes is the end of that movie when they show him he goes you know the hardest part of this all is, he goes now nah, i'm just a schnuck he goes, I ordered Pasta Primavera the other day. They sent me noodles and ketchup. <laughs> he goes, I'm just a schmuck. That I had Henry Hill on the show. I had the, the real Henry Hill on Sportrage before. The, the, who was the Ray Liotta character. I had him on. Uh, we talked about the uh, match fixing of Boston College basketball and stuff. He told us how he did it and all that. Um... But Goodfellas is great. I, I, I'm more of a casino man. As good as Goodfellas is. And I love Goodfellas. Listen, Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's right there. I, mean, I, could, I could recite it. Like, I was pretty good off the top of my head. I haven't watched it in a few years type thing. I hate to say it, It's weird to say this because it was finally one of those deals where, like, before, you know, Goodfellas was one of those movies. Anytime it comes on, you just leave it on. Oh, look, this is on. Cool. You just have it on, whatever. And I know it word for word. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Let tell you. What's this? Give me the fur. He takes the fur. Robert De Niro takes. That's the best scene. He goes, He goes, "I told you to be inconspicuous." Is a pink effing Cadillac. He goes, "Whose car is this?" That's two. That's the best. And then they just show. That's when the music plays. The Layla. Down, down. And they show the bodies in the meat locker. And then you hear Rayla's Ray, voice. And Jimmy was on the warpath killing anybody that knew anything. <laughs> See, I mean, you can get the, the narrative pretty good. Jimmy was on the warpath. I've never seen him so happy. He was killing everybody. Right? <laughs> so, Jimmy, he said, bam, bam. Jimmy Conway. Bam, 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 bam. Great movie. Great movie. But I'm partial to Casino. That's a great movie. I'm partial to Casino. Mostly the same cast uh same producer director etc with uh, scorsese and most same cast for the most part no liota replay you know i mean pesci's there de niro's there and you add sharon stone into the equation uh, great movie that movie. That's another one that's with some some great scenes, man. When Joe Pesci smashes Don Rickles in the face with the phone in the casino. <laughs> I have a picture of me on that phone with the, at the Sahara
5: in Vegas. That's fantastic. That's oh, a Riviera, my bad. Riviera, Riviera, I Riviera. That scene you're talking about. That's my favorite. Yeah, scene and he movie goes, movie I, I
4: need more credit. And He starts smacking him over the head with the phone. He's stupid old man. He starts smacking him with the phone over the head when he collects the money from the bookie they said no i thought you said you were laying the points he goes No, nah, i was taking the points where's my money <laughs> great movie great movie oh yeah lester diamond james woods what a scumbag that guy <laughs> he's james woods is like a psycho scumbag too so he, he played that part good yeah you gotta give him credit james woods good actor He's too political now, but yeah, uh, oh, I don't get work. Yeah, because you're nuts on Twitter. But you're a great actor. I'll give you that. What um, was that movie he did that uh, with uh, with the guy from Rambo? Robert, uh, God, I'm forgetting now. It was true story, the true thing. He was like an author, and it was a cop with uh, Brian Downing. Brian Downey, uh, the guy for the cop from Rambo. Uh, true, true story, true something man someone someone older will remember it good movie where he wrote the book but he was the killer and then Buddy realized that man this guy is actually doing everything that he's talking about and stuff in the book True Believer that was it I think that's what it is it's True Believer off the top of my head yeah True Believer that's a good movie <coughs> True Believer <coughs> so yeah rest in peace Ray Liotta and of course he was Shoeless Joe Jackson in uh, Field of Dreams, which is an awesome movie as well, I'm a pretty jaded dude and stuff. I've seen a lot of crazy things in my life, but Field of Dreams gets to me even every time. Every time Burt Lancaster steps back from being a baseball player to being an old man again, I get a tear in my eye every time. Like I, I gotta change the channel. I'm like, nah, nah, I can't. I'm gonna change the channel.
2: <laughs> Bring it.
1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
3: Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I
4: love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. Let's talk about movies. I think I'm gonna watch Rambo now. this <laughs> Feeling the dream, nah. Rambo, the first one is one of those movies that uh, it's one of those movies that I can just watch like a million times too. I know the next line all the time. I didn't ask the war. They asked me. Man, that was pretty good too. Over there, I was in charge of five million dollars in equipment. Over here, I can't even keep a job. <laughs> Man, my my roles are pretty diverse, huh? Matthias, a little Rambo, David Karen. Man, man, I should be a good movie. When I was in Hollywood, I was in the music business. I should have been in the acting business. A true artist, Gabe, a true artist. I'm a terrible actor. I'm good at these little impressions, but I can't act. I did like a TV skit once, too. I really was bad. I was surprised how bad I was. I started thinking on the set about how bad I was. It started to flip me out. (laughs) Word of no lie, though. It's a true story. When I was a teenager, I used to be in movies. I was in a movie with Superman, Christopher Reeve. I was in a... I was in a... I think that Rutger Howard guy whatever. I even got like... uh, I was literally in like... I think I was in five, six movies type thing and i got to the point where like the next time i was going to be in the union and stuff and uh i didn't that's when they whatever i i was like an extra i I got an extra gig so i was i was like doing extra work except thing is like they kept calling me back so they were like hey you were good you want to come back like in three days we're doing another or whatever like i was like all right and then boom next thing i know they're like listen you got a couple of lines and stuff um this might come as a surprise to you, Matthias, but you know what uh, I played? What role I played as a teenager all the time. <laughs> I was uh, I was in a juvenile jail. I started a fight in a juvenile jail church during a church thing. <laughs> and another time, I was a homeless kid living in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> I was either a criminal or homeless all the time. This is Fortridge other Night. You're on your own later.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.